Hello, welcome to a special Paddock Pass podcast, Steve English and Gordon Ritchie. Just looking to delve into a little bit of detail about one of the technical aspects of World SBK. And Gordon, we're going to talk a little bit about engine character. And it's going to be one of the big watchwords that we have all the way through the season because we do once again have V4 versus inline four. And the big topic or the big thing that this is centred on this season is all about Alvaro Bautista. Obviously, he rode a V4 last year with the Ducati felt fantastic with the bike but for this year he switched to an inline four and it does look like it's been much more of a struggle for him but what's the big difference between the two engines uh, well the characteristics of a v4 generally they give you a much smoother power delivery more off the bottom than off the top but because it's still a, a four cylinder it revs very high um, but you generally get a lot softer throttle response uh, like for like um, and obviously the engine architecture is much more balanced. You've got a, a low central crank area, and then you've got the cylinders, and most the way most V4s are made, you've got two cylinders pointing upwards and back and two cylinders pointing forward and uh, forward. That balances things out, so you've got a very dense mass of engine, and not all in one plane. You've got different weights in different places, and that helps when riders actually need weight transfer, so for the chassis side, it actually helps sometimes when you, you, can, when you can use that mass in the middle. If you've got a, an engine which is crank at the bottom and then all four cylinders lying in the same angle, in terms of how that reacts to the chassis, uh, it's, it it's puts all the weight slightly forward. But in terms of the engine response, uh, they, are, they tend to be more aggressive. Um, and especially, especially the way the road bike is where it's not a big bang two and two it's a conventional four cylinder and that's what Leon's been saying uh, about the, the four cylinders he's ridden everything you can imagine um, and that's his answer and Bautista it's the biggest change he's had because I think he's ridden V4s for years even with the MotoGP bikes were mostly V4s I think um, so ultimately this is a big change for him um, and I think that's where he's struggling. He doesn't have any point of reference. It's not like this V4 is different from the other V4. This is a completely different engine. And he says it's it, he's not got confidence in feeling feedback. And it feels very stiff, uh, which may just be a chassis thing. But there's, it make, it, the bike feels different. More aggressive on the inline four and more torquey and a V4 is the summation. And uh, for Bautista, as far as I can remember, it's always been a V4 for him. Even whenever he was on the Suzuki, it was a V4 before they pulled out. And then obviously now Suzuki switched to an inline four in MotoGP. But you mentioned what Leon had to say. And uh, we spoke to him here in Phillip Island just about some of those characteristics. Because obviously for Leon, he switched from a Honda to a V4 with Aprilia and then on to a Kawasaki then whenever he went back to the British Championship as well. So he's been able to have quite a lot of variety all the way through his career. So let's hear what Haslam had to say. Yeah, it's it's very different in the way you have to ride it. Um, the V4 has, you have to use that, that torque curve, the different the way that you ride, the way you stand the bike up. I find the inline fours, as a natural style, you have to ride, ride it harder, basically. Um, you haven't got the grunt, so you have to be a little bit more aggressive on the way in, make the time up in other areas. Um, yeah, and that's just something that when you're not fast enough, you start to look at what you need to change. And, and for me, that's the biggest difference. You can probably be a little bit more relaxed with the V, use the torque to make sure you get the exit, as Alvaro did very well last year, um, especially at these sort of circuits, where for me, the inline four, you have to be a little bit more aggressive, 
the, the handling of the bike is much better with the inline four, the change direction. So you use the strengths of, of the, that character. You know, each engine has different characters and that's the character of, of that bike. You have an idea why the MotoGP riders are saying more or less the opposite, that the inline four is much easier to ride and more, you know, softer and... The inline four is softer, it's less power. It's as, yeah, not but as you much said, as But you said here it's more aggressive. Yeah, the inline four has not as much bottom and the power comes aggressive later. So we yeah. have a peaky point of the power. You have to be more aggressive. Yes, you have to be more aggressive, right. not the bike. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Okay. Because it doesn't have the low down torque as the V, yeah. but it has better top speed. Yeah. You have to do more in the corner, more aggressive riding to then utilize them when it gets there, you have the top speed, ah, okay. but you have to ride this bike very differently. Ah. With the V4, you can be a lot more calmer with your riding because you have the power in the hand. So is 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 uh, this story is from all my career? I I know this way. So is is not nothing new. You know, every year, each bike, each manufacturer has different style. But with the electronics nowadays, you you know, as long as you've got enough power, you can make the characteristic how you want. You know, with a fly by wire, with a traction control, it's it's just making that feeling, that setting, work for yourself. And of course, Gordo. Leon isn't the only rider that's gone through that sort of transition. Eugene Laverty also had uh, that earlier in his career. Again, one of the riders that moved from the uh, Aprilia onto an inline four Suzuki whenever he went to race for the Crescent squad. And if you think back to 2014, obviously Eugene won the opening race at Phillip Island. But when you think back to that season, it was obviously a bit of a struggle for him. It was. I think that was as much as the age of the Suzuki and the fact that it wasn't as modern an engine architecture internally and externally as a lot of the other bikes were. It was just a bike that was showing its age um, and he did have some problems, if I remember correctly, with the rear end, getting the rear end to work properly, as he, he can have on a few... He's had that a few times. So once he gets that sorted, he, he seems to just fly. But the... His his experience is very broad, and that will help him in the BMW. But the BMW he's riding now is a much more modern bike, engine, chassis, everything, than the Suzuki that he left. So, inline four cylinder technologies moved on. The BMW looks conventional, but it's actually got quite a few trick things in the engine. Um, and the, again, the the boring stroke is much more radical. Uh, than any of the more traditional four-cylinder bikes, even some of the ones that are still here, like the Kawasaki. It's just a faster spinning-up bike. It's also got um, the shift cam technology, whereby it can, you have the, the theory you can have the best of both worlds, a big torquey engine at the bottom, which is always handy in a four-cylinder. That's their weakness, having that lack of torque, relatively speaking, at the bottom. So in theory, that should be a benefit to him. It should negate the, the transition that he would have had have they gone straight, you know, to, to go onto a bike like that? That should help. And you notice that uh, that's why they did it. They did it to to try and make the thing more torquey and more powerful. Um, and we we'll, might see more of that. Yeah, obviously for Eugene, he then went from the Aprilia V4 to the Ducati V4 last year and then on to the BMW for this year. So we spoke to Eugene as well just to get some of his thoughts about that transition that a rider goes through and he also talked a little bit about what Bautista is going to face as well. These things are, I would say, a bit more front-heavy, the, the inline four. That's the thing, so you kind of got to understand how to, how to ride that. Um, seems to be a wee bit more point and squirt, a bit more V the corner, get in there, stop it, put it upright and, and punch it out. Whereas the V4s seem to be with 
with the Pirelli tires that you can uh, flow it more like what Alvaro was doing here last year. He was riding at like a 750 uh, and that's probably why he's struggling on this bike now because inline bikes are something like Johnny really gets the best out of. You see Johnny going in there and just picks it up so quickly and gets in the fat part of the tire. So that's uh, something that Alvaro's still going to have to get his head around. I think for Alvaro, at least in particular, the way that he's always trying to brake early, get all of his speed going and then get in the gas early that it works counterintuitive to this kind of bike then as well, or at yeah. least the engine character. Yeah, I would say the way he's been used to riding isn't going to be suited to this kind of bike at all. It's not uh, how you ride it in inline four. So hey, every bike is different, of course, but you can see something like Leon has him jumped across and he's riding well, so it means the bike isn't, uh, isn't so bad, but um, it's such a different way of riding. And what Alvaro had last year, was um, not what we would call a conventional superbike, and maybe that's what he's going to have to learn. And Gordo, I was also talking to Eugene's older brother Michael about some of this as well, because obviously for Michael, he's working in the MotoGP paddock at the moment as well as working in the World Superbike paddock. So he's got a lot of insight about what's going on across both of those championships. And it was really interesting to talk to him because he looks at it from the perspective of in MotoGP, the inline fours behave totally different to an inline four here in world sbk here in world sbk it's all about being able to get the bike stopped get the bike out of the corner and spending as little time on the side of the tire as possible whereas in MotoGP with the suzuki and the yamaha it's all about being able to carry that corner speed and get the most from the bike and it's just a big transition from one to the other and obviously what we've seen over the years here in world sbk is the style of the different inline fours really is very distinct the kawasaki as ridden by jonathan ray really is about being able to be super strong on the break point and just be really aggressive on corner entry get the bike into the corner and then immediately stand it up to fire the bike out of the corner the uh, yamaha is all about being able to carry the corner speed and uh, then obviously with the bmw and uh, the honda they're quite new in their development as you said just a moment ago they are very aggressive in terms of the development path they're going down. But with something like the Honda, it looks like they're really using their electronics a lot. And then with BMW, they've obviously got to make a bit of an improvement. But last year, they really focused on being able to get the most out of their chassis as opposed to trying to focus on the engine. Yes, and part of the issue they had last year is because they have this shift cam technology, any changes in that are much more complicated because the camshafts and two halves, well, an, an external and an internal, which are spliced together, all that machining can only be done, especially for racing spec, uh, when you want to change the cams. That's, got, that's not just a case of sending off a spec to a cam company and getting a cam back. You have to get the right engineering company to get the right tolerances to get that thing to work because it's the internal slides over the external to change the, the, the cam lobe that hits on the valve to give you higher power at higher revs and more torque lower down. That's complicated, and that's why it took until I think Laguna, maybe one middle of the year anyway, for them to get that first real head uh, work done. Um, so it, they're complicated. The more complicated things are, the longer it takes to get development done. They've done a lot of that now. Um, the chassis is what they concentrated on, and Sykes loved it. He thought it was great from day one. Um, and now we can see why he's up there and then Eugene's already making improvements because obviously the chassis was nailed on last year um, and now they're matching it with the engine and 
I think, yeah, that could be the most exciting. I mean, there you go. There's any number of places to look, but they seem they they seem to have all the potential. And every day it's BMW. They know how to make things fast. The bikes were always fast in World Superbike. Even the first ones were quick. And uh, we'll hear from Michael Laverty now just about what he sees in comparing MotoGP to World SBK in terms of that engine characteristics. In my opinion, Alvaro didn't quite realise how well aligned he was to everything last year. So the big jump on that Ducati, the electronics, the engine character, everything, even the fact that Pirelli had shifted to the bigger tyre, everything suited what he had come off from his Ducati in Michelin's and MotoGP. And he rode like that and it really clicked with his red. So he didn't have to adjust. So the transition to Superbike was pretty much non-existent. And then I watched him on the Honda in Jerez and Portimao and I was like, for the first time it looks like Alvaro's riding a superbike, if that makes sense. So now the bike was taking him, it was wheeling in places where he didn't anticipate it. It was spinning too much inside of the tyre, he didn't have the electronics to lean on that he had in the Ducati. And it looked a handful and it looked like he was not confident with the front end as well. So everything just wasn't, it wasn't a racing bike for him. But as I've watched the progress this weekend, he's finally starting to make the bike work to his riding style rather than him adjusting his riding style. So like you say, he is cracking the throttle on the side of the tyre, but even overnight, they've added a lot of traction into that so to allow him to do that. So there's a lot more audible cuts. They're using a lot of quite aggressive ignition cut on the side of the tyre to let him open the throttle and try and ride as he likes to. Big lane angle, open the tyre, spin it and ride it in the side. And he actually got faster and his race pace wasn't too far away. Like... You know, in that fifth to tenth window, I would have said this morning, but he struggled a bit when the temperature went up this afternoon. But yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot. Of it's it's funny because you, if you take it purely as the inline four in V4 versus the inline in MotoGP, the the inlines, the Suzuki and the Yamaha high corner speed, fast flowing. Here, the inlines are opposite. They're all about stopping and going, and it's basically that's a little bit more down to the character of their engines. It's more like punchy, more hip, and the, the V4s like the Aprilia was in the past and the V twin Ducati was and the new V4 Ducati is more down to electronics than anything in my opinion, but they are a bit more smooth off the bottom, whereas the the uh, the Kawasaki especially, the Honda's always been that way through the years, a bit more stop and go. And it's the opposite to how it is in MotoGP. So um yeah, but as as things stand and as as uh, as the Honda is currently, Leon's grabbing it by the scruff of the neck, if you like. He more so in Portimao, around here a bit more finesse, but you could see he was where it wanted the wheelie. Leon just manhandled it where it wasn't quite polished. Um, but it is, it is seems to be improving that way. But like you mentioned, that in the race situation for Alvaro, this track's not as well because there's not as many hard braking points, but that earlier braking style, it isn't going to work for him at the moment when he can't roll through the corner, pick the throttle up on the side of the tyre and keep that roll speed and that momentum. So either he adapts whenever we get to Qatar or they adapt the bike to him. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch it, but it seems like there's there's enough manpower there in Honda and HRC to, to change that bike if the Honda mentality is to change it because we know the Honda sometimes go well these numbers work they work in Suzuka they work with uh, Bridgestone tyres for the eight hours they work in MotoGP when Mark Marquez is on the mission um, can they make that work for Alvaro's riding style I don't think so I think they're going to have to adjust the bike or else Alvaro's going to have to start riding like Johnny like that straight break and just turn up point and squirt it but it's going to be an interesting one when 
you were talking there about like the difference between the inlines in MotoGP and the inlines here. Yeah. How much that comes down to the tire, or how much of it comes down to the fact that here you've got that much more weight transfer, you've got all those changes that you yeah. just can't really, that don't affect a MotoGP bike as much because it's all stuff. Well, in my opinion, a little bit of it is the, the V4s in MotoGP make more horsepower. Um, so the inline fours are naturally a, a little bit of a power advantage. So they start working towards the, the cor- high corner speed riding style. They um, they have a little bit more uh, cylinder weight at, at the maximum ends at full length. So they tend to turn a little bit more natural. So they work to those strengths. Whereas here, yes, the V4 Ducati is a little bit faster. But then you look at Alvaro topping the speed mm. traps here with the inline fours. So speed, the outright speed isn't that much of a, of a, a difference really. So... It's um, it could be a little bit more down to the tires. The tire, in my opinion, the tires last year did, did change things with that bigger tire. Um, the Yamaha's essentially an inline four with a little bit less top speed. It's the closest towards the inline four character we see in MotoGP. The big bang inline fours, let's say, the, the, the Yamaha and Suzuki, and you watch the Yamaha with cross plane crank. It's like the big that big bang style. And it doesn't have the outright speed; it has the high corner speed, so it has those characters. Whereas you look at the the Kawasaki and Honda, more of an an aggressive Kawasaki do that split throttles to kind of make it almost like a big bang, and BMW are doing that. Honda not yet; they're quite intrusive with their just their ignition cuts, so they don't do they don't phase in two cylinders and then phase the other two, and it's quite quite aggressive at the moment. So. Yeah, there's there's so many differences to each manufacturer. It's hard to go. This is definitely the way the way those in nine fours are going. Everyone kind of works to their own strengths, but um, yeah, the, in this paddock, it's not so much of an in nine four versus a V four that we have in MotoGP. But it's it's interesting that it's almost a polar opposite in in, in some ways. And Gordo, of course, it's not only those riders that sort of go through that sort of transition. If you think back to early in Chaz Davis's career, he went from the Aprilia V4 to the inline four from BMW. And uh, as a rookie, it was probably a little bit easier to be able to make those kind of transitions because you didn't have year upon year of experience and adapting your riding style to it. Like Chaz has always said that one of the big things for him is it takes him a long time to know exactly how to be able to ride a bike to be able to know how to get to that limit but whenever you're at the start of your career you don't really have all those data banks from different bikes that you've ridden different changes that you've made and a lot of that can actually be an advantage for a rider if you look at Bautista now he's got so much experience based on a v4 program that it's going to be very difficult for him to adjust yes um and even though he has that vast experience, he's also in his second year in World Superbike with the tyres and everything else. So everything's going to be working different on that bike. Even the tyres will work differently on that bike compared to the V4, front or rear. Um, and if he's not feeling the feeling the, the feel and the feedback that he wants to have from the bike, um, that seems to be his biggest problem. But he's got nowhere to go. He's got no safe place to go back to. When they made changes to that Ducati last year, uh, to try and get more performance it went a bit wrong but then they just ran back to the setting they had to, when they won those all those races at the beginning he doesn't have that so he's trying to he's still relatively new in this product he had an amazing start and a terrible finish last year so that doesn't do anything for your confidence so and it's a whole new team it's a whole new bunch of people who are all new to World Superbike so they have their work cut out to get things sorted because they are now learning the bike they're still doing things with electronics that 
they would probably have they had better weather and testing and more testing have nailed down now and that's what Leon was saying and Leon's already further ahead than, than Bautista's so Bautista is, seems to be behind in all those things so the transition from one bike to another and the feel of it to another is doubly difficult because it's not like he's joining a team with a sorted bike and all he's doing is changing over from a V4 to the inline 4 it's a brand new radical Settling the engine, it seems quite radical uh, bike. And the more powerful a bike is, the more difficult it is to tame with the chassis. And he's not happy in the chassis. So, yeah, when you look at it, if they're looking at an array of problems that they have to fix, he seems to have a few. And no data, to, no experience to, to help him fix it. Yeah, and uh, be interesting to see how he adapts through the course of the season. So, a little bit of a different show on uh, this week's Paddock Pass podcast just looking into one of the key technical elements that we're going to see in World SBK throughout the course of the 2020 season but uh, thanks for joining us uh, Steve English and Gordon Ritchie just signing off and uh, until the next time on the Paddock Pass podcast make sure that you follow us on social media at Paddock Pass Pod on Twitter and uh, we also have our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash Paddock Pass podcast where you're able to support the show. One of the key features that we have through the course this year is that for $10 a month you're able to ask questions into the podcast and we'll be able to answer them whether it's in World Superbikes or in MotoGP as well. So any questions that you have we'll endeavour to make sure that that's answered and that can be on technical stuff, that can be on the racing side of things or it can just be about anything on an individual rider. So make sure to check out patreon.com forward slash Paddock Pass podcast.